Shomrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the on Shomrabyog. Welcome back to the tiny room. Welcome back to uh, swiftly moving along Ireland's leading Taylor Swift fan cast. I am the Michael, formerly of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, but now of moving swiftly along. And I am joined by the man who hopes that when he grows up, Taylor Swift will write a mean song about his failed romance. It's Benjamin. I'd love that. I'd love to be the inspiration behind one of Taylor Swift's moany, petty revenge songs. Ben, that's not the attitude we have here on Moving Swiftly Along, the Taylor Swift fancast. <laughs> as, I, as I told you before, Michael, yeah. this is entirely your baby and I will have nothing to do with it. I do not have a baby with Taylor Swift. If she comes after me for the alimony, she will be sorely disappointed, Benjamin. Yeah, not only because you don't have the backing for that kind of level of child, but also because, well, it's not yours, is it? Hey, hold on a minute. Level of child. <laughs> <laughs> you have levels of children. That child is going to have a very privileged existence. Bloody You'll have hell. a terrible mother. And there'll probably be an album called Why Do You Do This To Me? Oh, bloody hell. Ben, moving swiftly along, let's have the theme, let's have the theme music. Though. Theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have any theme music. You nearly lost it. You lost your voice there a little bit. Yeah, I got a catch. Benjamin, we are, of course, joking. It's not a Taylor Swift fan cast called Moving Swiftly Along. It's, Thank Christ. It's a bloody Michael and Benjamin podcast about popular culture, movies, TVs and comic books. Because that's what we do. Mm. That's what we do here at the Michael and Benjamin's podcast, Michael. A Benjamin? Yes. What are we bloody talking about? Remember that storm in the teacup? The many storms in teacups. Mm-hmm. Do you mean one of the many storms in teacups that you accurately predicted wouldn't actually be a storm in a teacup and was in fact just a cup of tea? It was all just a negotiation tactic then. Yeah, and you were right. We should probably clear up and point out that we're talking about the uh, the realignment of the, the entertainment stars that are Marvel and Sony. Um, <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. They're back on board, guys. They're back on board. Everything's back. fine now. They're just the two of them. Dun, dun. I don't they think it is just the two of them. They can make it if they try. Just the two of them. Just Sony and Marvel Entertainment. Oh, not great. Ben, <laughs> we have... Yeah, look, he's, Spider-Man's back. Was he ever gone? Does it matter? No, it was all marketing. It was all marketing, um, wasn't it? It's you all accurately predicted that a couple of weeks ago, Michael. What did I say? Um, you said that it was all going to blow over yeah. and that this wouldn't actually happen yeah. because there's piles of money to be made piles in Spider-Man of money. and both of them agree to it. Um, there have been several gifts created on Reddit, which is a popular online social networking site for people who don't like other people. Yeah, or Michael and Benjamin's podcast. Or Michael and Benjamin's podcast, depending on what we post. Um, and uh, many gifts have been made making fun of this, where it's just piles of money that have sorted all this out. That's all, that's all the problems. That's all it ever huh. was. It wasn't for the fans. Some people are like, oh, they've put, set aside their differences for that. No, there's no. the money, the piles of money. Piles of money have mended the river. Bridge the river? <laughs> I've mixed two metaphors yeah, there. I don't mended know. the bridge? Mended the bridge? Mended yeah. the bridge. I don't know if you mend the river necessarily. That's my phone broken. That's, that's um, podcasting gold. Podcasting gold, Ben. Look, listen, yeah, it was in always going to inevitably blow over. There's some cool little wrinkles I didn't know, for example, that should Sony be bought out, part of the, the contract with Marvel is that they will retain regain the rights to Spider-Man. That means that Disney is inevitably going to buy... Well, if, Disney, if Disney buys Sony, they get the rights anyway. But if, say, Apple bought Sony, which they were considering, apparently, the Spider-Man rights wouldn't be part of the deal. Oh, that's good. Is it? Should we buy Sony then and mm. just make sure that it stays at Marvel? We could have swooped in if I hadn't wasted all that money on the Taylor Swift child support alimony. But look, that was her fault. She just, she doing anything to stay with you, Mick. It was really awkward. My cat's called Taylor Swift. It is, yeah. Well, I'm not talking about your cat. No, not my cat. She's no money at all. She She's the lost that's leader. What you think Taylor's running a side hustle like crazy? Yeah, but that's just cat money. That's useless in the yeah, human it's world. Useless. Anyway, Ben, look, I want to have a little bit of a moan about Spider-Man. Go on, off you go. As you know, Ben, or you don't, because you don't care about me. That's but, not true, Michael. I, I would just like to hold on. Yeah, go on. Hang on. You refute that point there. That's that's categorically untrue, Michael. I care yeah. very much about you. Oh, thanks, Ben. You're a very important part of my life. Oh, we hold hands a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's lovely. I don't know if the viewers could, the listeners, <laughs> listeners could hear that. There was a, a mending of the river there yeah, between Michael and Ben. We mended that river. <laughs> ben, um, Spider-Man. I've been reading The Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> you all right? <laughs> Is that a bit too, too real for ridiculous. you? Ridiculous. Uh, um, go on. Uh, what was I've been, been reading, reading the, the Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man by some writer I've forgotten who Nick Spencer is it Ryan Otley Ryan Otley is the he's artist, the artist. And Nick then Spencer I've, you know I've been lured in by the, I've, I've fallen for the old trap of comics been lured in by the superstar artist and he, he does about half the issues and, and they 
cop it out with somebody else. Uh, and well, there's it's, an inconsistency. It's Humberto Ramos, who's a Humberto fairly Ramos. famous Spider-Man artist. Anyway, that's none of that's relevant to what I'm saying. The latest issue, Ben, is a tie-in with the store with the with the Marvel event of the summer. Not maximum carnage. Absolute carnage is that Absolute what it's called? Absolute carnage. Yes, and I've been reading it a little here have and you? there. I have. Here's the thing. I own, the only Spider-Man comic I read is Amazing Spider-Man. Is that what it's called? Incredible Spider-Man. No, I think uh, it's the Amazing Spider-Man. The, the one anyway. The the Ryan Otley one. It's not here. And Benjamin. Yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah, last yeah, episode, the last issue, was a tie-in with the Absolute Carnage story, which it should be. Should it? No. Because Ben, Tie-ins it was awful. the very worst of comics. Is this the one where they go to the prison together? Him and Venom go and have a little prison break. No, it's Spider-Man. I think it's Spider-Man. Yes. Fighting carnage. Yes. To protect two children who I've never heard of. It's Harry Osborn's son. Yeah. And Eddie Brock's son who doesn't realise he's He's Eddie Eddie Brock's Brock's son. son. Yeah. He thinks he's Eddie Brock's brother. He's Spider-Man is fighting carnage. Yes. Um, to protect those two kids. Yes. In the meantime, I think there's a series of flashbacks to the relationship between Flash Thompson, Peter Parker, Norm Eddie Os, not Eddie Osborn, um, Eddie Brock. No, the Harry Osborn. Harry Osborn Junior. June. Harry no, Osborn. Norman Osborn. Harry Osborn. Harry Osborn. Uh, uh, anyway, confusing. right. So there's a series of flashbacks. Then there's also the new Spider-Man villain, Kindred. Who seems to be made of centipedes? Has he popped up again? He's in it. What's he doing? He's talking through Norman Osborn, who's in a sale asylum. Yeah, telling him like, "I, I would have got you. I would have got you, but I'm gonna get you or something, some such. You some tortured such me, nonsense. so I'll get you. I'll get my revenge on you, Norman." And then Spider-Man is telling Carnage, "You're Norman Osborn. Stop your messing." And he's, oh, "I'm not. I'm Cletus Cassidy, you son of a bitch." Yes. And son then of a bitch. the mask comes off at the end, and it is Norman Osborn. Who what? was the red guy? And it is the very worst of comics in the sense of what the hell is going on? Every single page turn is what a twist. But I couldn't even tell what was twists. Yeah. I couldn't tell what was twists and what was stuff I just didn't know. As you know, Michael, I'm not a huge fan of tie ins and mm. big events. Big events ruin comics, as far as I'm concerned, Michael, because it's very hard. And you've pointed this out before in the podcast. It's very hard to get that many characters and remain true to the character mm-hmm. if you're using them as plot devices and things like that. I read the Venom series. Venom. Um, that is accompanying this. Venom. Um, and it's all to do with Null, the god of the symbiotes. I believe it's pronounced Knull. Knull, probably. You're probably right on that one, Michael, because silent letters are not a thing. No, don't exist. In, uh, KNs are never, yeah. ever silent. Never. Um Ben, I'm knackered. You're knackered. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, anyway, you've a real knack for derailing my train of thought. Um, I was reading the. I'm going to give you an ick up the ass now. Oh, in a second. Yes. Oh no! Wait, I've done that wrong. I think I've got that backwards. What are we? Venom. Oh, yeah. you're a real unt. Oh no, wait, that's what I see. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Very I good. See. Very good. I see um, what you've done there. Anyway, do you want to talk about Venom? I was reading the side thing because I quite enjoy um, the Venom comic mm-hmm. that accompanies. Um, it's the Donny Cates mm-hmm. um, Venom comic, which I quite. Oh, enjoy. the one where Venom I'm got very wings. headed all of a sudden. Yeah, I think there was this too much good. clarity there. <laughs> this isn't good. It's too much coffee. Uh, too early in the morning. I was reading tie-in and you see... Hold on a second, I'm going to interrupt you there, Ben. Yeah. It's, it's midday. It's not morning, it's midday. It's 12 o'clock. It's my fault, I'm sorry. I was late to the podcast. You're living the millennial lifestyle. <laughs> it's not early in the morning, it's midday. Go on. Venom. I to shower before going to the podcast. Talk about Venom, you son of a... <laughs> You're the one that... Talk about Venom, I swear I'm going to leap across this table. I'm bloody... That'd be a very one-sided fight. It'd be like you beating a puppy. Um, I wouldn't. Anyway... Anyway, mm-hmm. I was reading the side issue where this was all leading Is up. Is that the one where Venom gets that. wings and whatnot? It's the one where Venom gets wings and whatnot. Yeah. It's quite enjoyable seeing the traditional duo of Eddie Brock and Venom come back together. You have all the Wii talk mm-hmm. um, and things like that. I do miss Flash Thompson as Venom. I thought it was a very good run on Agent Venom. Agent Venom. Agent Venom. thought it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how Danny Cates will often throw back to that because they had a very close relationship, the symbiote and... Um, Flash. And Flash. Um, and it's oh. interesting because the symbiote holds that memory 
um, very dearly because um, it inserts the codex into everyone that that it, that it bonds with um, and it's very strange but I was reading that and it gets very confusing Michael because so there's confused. an evil Reed Richards the thinker I think is what it's called in he's called the thinker or I something think like that the thinker well, it's an evil Reed Richards. Yeah, he's from the ultimate dimension. He's got a big brain. Yeah. Um, and he's working alongside Eddie Brock to try and take down Null the God. Um, but he's also he experimenting the on those. That's the, it's, it's the maker. And he's experimenting on the, the, two, the two kids because they have a codex inside them of some kind that will help them defeat Null the God of the symbiotes. Knoll. Knoll. Um, Silver Surfer bloody runs into Noel God of the Symbiotes in yep. his run so maybe the Silver Surfer is going to make an appearance ah, who bloody knows who bloody knows who bloody Michael knows. but all I know is they've introduced a brand new symbiote oh, that was suppo- that's supposed to have been working behind the scenes all this time Philip a bloody <laughs> Philip the symbiote Phil the symbiote <laughs> Philbiote um, it's just awful because it's retconning at its worst Michael Donny Cates is one of those gotcha writers um, oh. and it's he, he really is as, as time goes by it's revealed to be ah and then there was this guy, and he was always there. Yeah. Ooh. Philip was just in the background, filling All in his the time. lunch which order. Is, which is bad making. Bad making. But look, I'm going to keep reading it because I enjoy the art on um, on that one. Draws a good symbiote, whoever's doing the Venom comic at the minute. Venom. Draws a great symbiote. Oh, gooey. Symbiotes are a real test of an artist, I think. Gooey you and can, gloopy. You can, do the, you can do the Greg Capullo kind of sharp symbiote thing where they're all pointy and whatnot. Blades and knives. You, you can do the traditional McFarlane's. Hyper rendered symbiote, or you can do real flexi anatomy and do mm-hmm. really interesting symbiotes. Or you can do them all gooey and gross. Or you can do them all gooey and gross, whichever you prefer, mm-hmm. Michael, whichever you prefer. But anyway, you're good to have a moan about it, Michael. It's right to have a moan about it. It's bad comic book making, sensationalist bloody tie in. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just thinking of what about that one person who picked up that issue as their first ever Spider Man? That's it, they're not coming and back to like, it. What's this? They're not coming back to it, Michael. What is this? What? This isn't for me. This isn't for the likes of me, they would say. That's what they would say. And they'd be wrong, Michael, because Spider-Man is for everyone. Is he, though? He should be. I mean, of all the kind of maligned comic book runs we've ever had, Spider-Man has some of the most maligned. The Clone Saga. The Clone Saga. Rain, which would be touching on this very podcast. The Clone Saga. The Clone Saga. Needless to say, One More Day. Rain. Rain. The Clone Saga. One More Day. (laughs) Uh, Just Another Day in Paradise. Just people that don't know what they're writing. Is it, though? I've, I've been having a think about this and I might go be on. preempting our topic but go on is it that there are just no more bloody Spider-Man stories to tell <gasps> is that what it is I don't think that's true I think the the MCU Spider-Man does a great job of a, a purist Spider-Man but that's a reboot that's what I'm saying it's a reboot I think we need more reboots in our life mm. rebootals just new characters yeah get rid of the old ones get rid of them get rid of Sherlock Holmes yeah get rid of uh, Professor Moriarty get rid of uh, Michael no <laughs> Who else what, are the, what are the Cumber bitches going to do? Frankenstein, get rid of him. Yeah, Frankenstein can go shite in a bucket. <laughs> he does. Anyway, ben, look. Speaking of things that are just shite in a bucket, um, uh, I don't think that was a tough segue. Yeah, it wasn't great. Ghost Rider has been cancelled. The TV series, but which that we, would be shite in a bucket. Michael. We didn't even. We weren't even sure that was going to happen. I was pretty oh, sure it wasn't. I think any any time you see something that's taking quite a while, mm-hmm. it's probably not going to happen. Yes. Look, there was a heartfelt letter put out from the main actor um, of shows Luna. that that three people read because um, right. he doesn't have any hardcore Ghost Rider. Ah, fans. look. What what it basically said was, look, lads, I'm a bit disappointed, but I'm in Terminator. Would you go and see Terminator? Go and see Terminator. That could be bigger for me. I'll get paid more. Um, like every actor who's played a Terminator next to Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm sure my career will only be on the up from here. Yeah, definitely, because everyone remembers Christina Loken. Christiana Loken, I think it was. There you go. There's a, a point in case. Mortal Kombat Conquest and one case episode of Star Trek Voyager. I'm messing up all my lines don't, today. Don't worry about it. Don't worry it's about case it. Case in point. Stay on script. Stay God on script. damn it, Ben. God um, damn it. I don't, don't remember who played Terminator's and Nemesis in the, the others. Robert Patrick is pretty famous, I suppose. Jay no, Courtney played a Terminator hybrid, didn't he? Is that no, Jay Courtney? He was oh no, that was Sam, the other Australian Wil- guy. Wilkinson? No, that's the blade. I know who you mean. He was in Worthington. Avatar. Sam Worthington. Worthington. Yeah. Worthington. Not Worthington of being remembered, apparently. Ah, very good. The harsh answer. Unlike Sam that there. film. Sorry, Sam. Yeah, so look, it doesn't matter. They're not, they're not going to do the thing. They're not going to make a. I think we're going to see. We're coming to the end of this phase of Marvel TV anyway. Oh, thank God. The, the Runaways, The Cloak and Dagger, the bloody Netflix shows. So much so much potential, so much not achieved. Fulfilled. So 
Disney Plus looks like it's heading in the direction of what we always wanted that to be. Anyway. I think they're just going to cull a lot of the, the the sloppy rights that they've kind of let out into the world. They're going to pull yeah. the reins tight and just kind of clean up shop. It's good luck that they never made that bloody in, in, in humans thing, wasn't it? Because that could have been. Thank God badly. they never did that. Never made it. Never. Never even tried to never make it. Tried. Didn't do something gimmicky like a special release in special cinemas. Release in IMAX. Something that would fool lesser podcasters into going to see with Spending someone. 47 euro. 47 euro to go see with someone who wasn't a huge comic fan and probably no. won't ever be a huge comic no, fan after that. that a colleague that we might work with that would have um, been put off superhero events if um if someone if they did make an inhumans tv series and it was terrible and people did go to see it it would be like picking up that first spider-man comic as your first ever comic it's like, not a great what is this what uh, i don't like this Why i don't want people it. do this yeah get rid of it um, yeah, it'd be awful if podcasters did that and you went to their YouTube channel and looked through the old things and found something covering that exact topic. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Ben, you remember our famous segment, No One Likes in Humans? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good segment. That was a great segment. Speaking of things that no one likes, Ben, the new movie The Joker is coming out. That's not true. That's a bad segue. I know. It's, it's out, Michael. It's out. It's what? It's out. It's, it came out on Friday. It's out in cinemas. It's out in, in cinemas. Is it? out on Friday. Yeah. Why well, haven't we seen it? All the reviews are going on Wednesday, Michael. Are we? Wednesday Cinema Club. Oh, bloody hell. We probably should have... Is it out? I thought it was out October 4th. It came out Friday. Oh, yes. For previews on Friday. You know it comes out the weekend before for previews. I've been very busy. You have been You have been very busy, Michael. Hmm. Michael has been very busy. He's very, very busy. stressed. I'm very busy. I'm not stressed. This I'm is the busy. most stressed I've seen Michael in months. <laughs> Michael has a very subtle stress response where he's just minorly more energetic than he usually is. Moving swiftly along. <laughs> I thought Red was the best album, to be honest, because it had that kind of poppy upbeatness that was lacking, I thought, from uh, Reputation. I think she's a girl. Uh, um, come on now. Anyway, anyway, uh, yes. Uh, Michael, this is a rather somber topic for the podcast to be covering. Oh, but okay. um, We'll talk about the poster first. Oh, yeah. So I was wandering through town, as I often do, Michael. Sorry, I'm doing mouth sounds. Because now. I work in, this is, this is the ASMR Swift cast with Michael and Benjamin. Taylor Swift Do the talk, Bad Blood Talk about a joke <laughs> It's a good video Where all the supermodels Are in the training centre Cat suits I don't think there were A lot of cat there suits There were a lot of cat suits Good okay We better go back and watch it Anyway Moving on from there I was walking through town As I often do Michael Because our workplace Is in the town of Dublin Yes um, And they have the bloody posters up Very artistic posters Michael um, It's too late now To see them on our Instagram story But I was so taken aback By these These Quite frankly Striking works of art mm-hmm. That I uh, posted them On social media Michael you I was did, very did. impressed with them Yeah Very nice Painted pictures of the Joker Yeah In various forms um, Very unnerving One of the co- responses we got Was creepy AF And that was, one about, of our that was about viewers. you though I think Oh. That was about your posting habits. Oh. Yeah. Sorry about that, Ben. But look, it's good because it's, it's, it's Joaquin Phoenix's face. Oh. But, and he has a sad. And then if you look at it upside down, it's Joker's face, but he has a happy. Oh. Yeah. You're not all creepy? You're not malfunctioned? No, I'm sad creepy. Any other news about the Joker, though, Ben? But um, the Joker is, is, I suppose you would call him an Cultural incel icon. god. God of incels. God of incels. Like Noel. Um, God of symbiotes yeah. Canole yeah. God of symbiotes um, And unfortunately There was a rather tragic event In Colorado in 2012 Michael um, Where at one of the premieres Of The Dark Knight Rises Someone dressed up as the Joker mm. And had one of those uh, Events that America Is really more famous for Than anything else these days A mass oh, shooting oh, Jesus It Christ. was awful um, And a couple of people died And it was very sad um, And unfortunately w- One of the things That a lot of security services Have been very nervous about um is this new movie becoming a new kind of wave of lauding the Joker as mm-hmm. as an example of what people should be in the incel community? Um, and if, most cinemas have been very strict on how they're doing this. A lot of cinemas are on, are on high alert in the United States um, asking people not to go to see the film alone. Um, asking really? people I'm not kidding asking people not to carry any big bags with them to screenings of the show things like that wow uh, yeah they're, they're really on high alert for this thing um, and I thought it was just a little bit of an American over eagerness overzealous a bit of a moral panic a little bit of a moral panic but go on uh, the US military three days ago has well issued well known a, for their restraint uh, 
they don't usually involve themselves in civilian matters like cinema screenings, Michael. Right, go on. Um, issued uh, an in-house memo to all departments, all law enforcement, all things, to be on the oh, lookout. Hold on, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to interrupt you there. The US military can issue statements to law enforcement. In matters of national security, yes, they can. Can they? Yes. Go on, um, and so they have released go a memo. Then. Go on, then. Saying that they have picked up a great deal of chatter that one cinema is to be targeted by an incel organization for a replication of the mass shooting in Colorado. Ah. Um, now, look, look, it might not happen, but it's interesting that incels, bloody incels, of which I am a car carrying member, <laughs> um, and it's just because I can't afford tickets um, to go all that way to that America. Um, Don't imply that you might no, be a mass shooter no, on a podcast, Ben. Don't do that. Um, but anyway, this event has, has garnered enough um, difficulty that we, we joke about it on the podcast that incels are going to go crazy for the New Yorker but apparently they might they might actually go, um, they might actually crazy. go crazy the memo is here on my phone Michael go on. Um, because I'm that interested in it they sent it directly to you uh, they sent it directly to me look piss off Ben don't be doing that um, posts on social media have made references to involuntary uh, celibate incel mm-hmm. extremists replicating the 2012 theatre shooting in Aurora Colorado at screenings of the Joker movie in nationwide theatres this presents a potential risk to DOD personnel uh, and family members though there are no known specific credible threats to the opening of the Joker on the oh, 4th of grand. October okay. incels are individuals who express frustration I, I enjoy I'm just going to read this Keep because reading. the US military's definition of incels are great incels are individuals who express frustration from perceived disadvantages to starting intimate relationships incel extremists idolise violent individuals like the Aurora movie theatre uh, shooter they also idolise the Joker character and vi- uh, the violent clown from the Batman series admiring his dis- a depiction as a man who pretends to be happy but eventually fights back against his bullies Whoa. So what they have to do is, when entering theatres, identify two escape routes, remain aware of your surroundings, and remember the phrase, run, hide, fight. Run if you can, if you're stuck, hide, also referred to as sheltering in place, and Mm -hmm. stay quiet. If the shooter finds you, fight with whatever you can. Dear God. I love that they have to say sheltering in place so that no one's pride is hurt because they hid. Yeah, it's not, it's not cowardly. Didn't hide. No, sir. I am a U.S. soldier. I, I sheltered, sheltered in place, place until um, an opportunity presented to run. But one of an interesting counterpoints to this is the black community mm-hmm. is having black-only screenings of the Joker. America, get your shit together. Because Zazie Beats is in the film. Zazie Beats, uh, who is a fantastic actress in her own right, um, and she plays. His love interest? I don't. You see, I don't know. Don't I haven't know, seen haven't the seen film and there's not a lot coming from the trailer. you didn't tell me it was on. I'm looking forward to seeing it. We couldn't see it on Friday, Michael. I work on Friday nights. We couldn't have gotten shush. I actually work. I get paid on Friday I nights. I know you do. <laughs> Got to get paid. Son. Fucking son of a bitch. Um, anyway. I wish I was half the womanizer you think. <laughs> <laughs> ben, look, be quiet for a second. Um, America, get your shit together. Sort it out. Um, it's something we forgot Just to talk fucked. about in the notes. Uh, how excited are you about this CW Crisis on Infinite Earths thing? Did you see the Brandon Ruth <laughs> Brandon image? Brandon Ruth in the... As, as bloody one of our favourite DC Comics Kingdom Come Superman. I know, it looks pretty cool. It looks fucking great. It looks really good. Not quite as good as a friend of the podcast, Michael Bynes. Not quite as Michael, accurate. Uh, Michael Barnes has the definitive Kingdom Come Superman look uh, yeah. look going on. Check out the Instagram there to see a picture yes, or check yes. out our YouTube channel to see an interview that Michael did um, with, with Michael, Michael Barnes. I only interview people called Michael now. Um, it's bloody great. He's yeah. great. But Brandon Root does pretty good. The, those Root promo shots got cool. me bloody excited. They've got Tom Welling on Tom board. Tom Welling is back on board. So is Erica Durant, who yeah. played Lois Lane in Smallville. Smallville, which was formative for the first three seasons and then kind of lost the... Lost the rails? Well, it was the only thing we had as superhero fans on TV yeah. for a long time. That was where all the spandex superheroes came from. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, they... One of the first people to put a somewhat of a Justice League on screen, it was... Yeah? was uh, It's pretty exciting. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. It's going to be great. Yeah. It looks good, doesn't it? No. Does oh, it? come on. Brandon Root. Is, it's good to see Brandon Root back. He was... If in nothing but luck, he was a great Superman. He looked the part of Superman. Well, he looked the part of Christopher Reeve. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what you need. Christopher that's Reeve was a great fucking he Superman. He was, uh, although comparatively, by modern standards, minuscule. Yeah, compared to what we <laughs> put on screen these yeah, days. Yeah, you wouldn't put someone of his build in a Superman Cavill was a great days. Superman in terms of look. Just unfortunately, CGI mustache face is just not a good look CGI for anyone. CGI mustache face, I mean, they really didn't know what to do with him, did they? I don't think Zack Snyder no. understands Superman. 
I don't think many people understand Superman. Frank Miller is currently doing his run on Superman Year One. They gave him. They keep giving Frank Miller projects. I don't mm-hmm. know why. And Superman is a weird alien that doesn't understand people. Oh yeah, good. In, That's a good twist. Is it? No, it's not at all. It's a completely, complete portrayal of the character. But you look, you listen, you look. They're gonna have a gang of Superman running around. Be gas. I hope they get the guy who played Green Arrow on. On Smallville back That would be pretty cool And watch Stephen Amell Kick the living shit out of him Because Stephen Amell Is just Batman With a bow and arrow With a bow and arrow Batman We're still not going to see Batman Oh speaking of the CW-verse Bloody Amber What's her name? Amber Rose Ruby Rose Ruby Rose It's hard to keep up Has been hospitalised From a stunt on Batwoman I think a while ago I think she's fine now No 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 She's had near surgery again She's after having another no I know I know it's on Instagram She had right. uh, two herniated discs oh, Maybe it was a while ago I think ago. it was okay. a while ago And okay. she's only releasing it now That she knows she's fine Oh okay I think I'm not, I'm not sure for her. I'm not sure I'm not Good sure for her. Bloody actors Do any of us care about Batwoman still? But I, I don't even know if it's out Ben Is it out? I don't think so I think Alfred on the other hand Is wrapping up Pennyworth <laughs> It's onto its finale <laughs> Pennyworth is onto yeah, its finale I'm right, right, watched Completely it. managed to avoid that Speaking of things we managed to avoid, Ben, I think it's about bloody time we got to the topic for this week. We did pretty well in avoiding the topic. This week, <laughs> 25 minutes in. Um, so, <clears throat> because Michael's having an L moan about Spooderman, um, <laughs> we decided to um, we decided to take a look at unintended consequences of superpowers, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, for for many a young man in Ireland, Mallrats was kind of the pinnacle of geek entertainment in the mid nineties. Um, because it was everything we don't talk about as Irish nerds yeah. and we decided to just rip that off yeah, and uh, have an hour conversation about unintended superhero consequences um, one of the things that has made Superman so maligned is that occasionally they'll do a what if Go on. with Spider-Man and just spoil the character um, one of the ones one of probably the most maligned storylines I think that I've ever come across in the Spider-Man universe was 2006's Rain the, Sloan, the Clone Saga no 2006's Rain One one more day Uh, No The Clone Saga No The Clone Wars Rain (laughs) Uh, It came out in 2006 And it was written by Carrie Andrews Never heard of that person And you'll never hear of him again Because he did a shite job What's Rain about? Uh, Rain is about Spider-Man 30 years in the future Um, And he's an old man Okay Old man Spider-Man Older man Old man Mm -hmm. Spider-Man And he's a lonely florist Spider-Man became a florist Why did he become a florist? Fuck knows. Um, I've no idea. What's it called again? No, it rain. Um, <laughs> and it's Ori I G N. Storm. Ori I G N. Logan. Uh, Logan. Uh, and Spider Man is gone, and it's been replaced by uh, kind of militaristic. Militaristic. Yeah. Is that a word? Yeah. Militaristic police force called Rain. Oh, okay. Um, Are you they... talking about Dark Rain? About Norman Osborn? No, that came later. Okay. It's a whole different thing. All right, sorry, go on. But anyway, Spider-Man kind of picks up the mantle again as he goes through. And he's very sad and lonely. And we're wondering where Mary Jane is. We just don't know where Where's she MJ? is. Where's she at? Turns out she's dead. She's always dead. She's <laughs> dead. She died of cancer. She died oh, of cancer. No. Spider-Man's carrying a big old dark secret around. Right. Um, and it turns out, Michael, yeah. that when Spider-Man was irradiated by a spider, mm-hmm. um, it actually irradiated every single part of his body, including his bodily fluids. Oh, so if you were to get a blood transfer from Spider Man, that's blood, no good. Blood transfusion. He's bloody. He's trans. I call it blood transfer. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's no good because he's irradiated. That would like be like going and licking the power plant at Chernobyl. Not yeah. a good idea. No. Too um, many rumpkins. Too <laughs> sure. Um, and if you got that, you'd be irradiated. But it turns out, yeah. if you had sex with Spider Man, Michael, yeah. that'd be no good either. Because if you tried to get pregnant with Spider Man, you'd yeah. be irradiated by his semen. Oh no. Um, and that's exactly what happened to Mary. Jane she died of exposure to Spider-Man semen oh radioactive semen which is a fucking weird consequence that is to something and people were kind of like was it only the semen I'm assuming it was saliva and other things but they, he really focuses on the semen <laughs> radioactive semen um, it is also Chernobyl the first too. time that we ever saw Spider-Man's genitalia Oh, really? because in one panel of the comic he sits on the edge of the bed as a 70 year old Spider-Man yeah. he's got his junk out Oh, the issue was recalled rapidly. So not unlike the uh, Batchlong controversy yeah. that we had a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, a couple of months ago um, in Batman Damned. So we've now seen the penis of both Batman and Spider Man. Yes, in weird what if scenarios. That's odd. Hmm. Hmm. Our comic book's only brave enough to show a schlong if it's in a what if scenario. So, how many people did he bloody kill? 
Uh, well, we only know of Mary Jane in this, right. but we assume over his years as an Avenger, yeah, he probably would have given an old blood transfusion here and there. Oh yeah, maybe, but I mean, you don't want to go wrestling around with blood transfusions. Look what happened to um, look what happened to Jennifer Walters. Yes, but it turned into the bloody Hulk. The She-Hulk turned into She-Hulk. Yeah, so I don't know if you want to. If I don't know if you have powers which are genetic or magical or somehow like that and you end up transfer transfusing the blood that's not really an unattended consequence that's just carelessness careless science yeah mad science what are you doing do well, a I mean, test do a trial we always have those arcs where it's like get me the blood of that guy i need to analyze it and figure out its secrets we Wasn't always have those that was the story of spider-man 3 yeah, Two, he wants one? it. He wants it. Give me the blood of Spider Man. Yeah, he wants an L vial of uh, vial of the blood. I think Norman Osborn wants it, it to, one, to figure it? out. Yeah. yeah, he needs to figure out why Spider Man. Think is... of it, Peter. We could be great together. That is kind that, of thing. Is that that your, was uh, uh, an attempt at Willem Dafoe. Okay. I think I got it in the first half and then just let it go at the end. But uh, you know, it was pretty what, good. What can you do? Yeah, but uh, Willem Dafoe was great as Green Goblin. <laughs> he is. Yeah, He's I, fucking class. If I was doing a Green Goblin, I'd bring him back. To be honest, I'd. That's a great call. Uh, bring him back. I'd have him back in the weird suit, in a goblin suit, like a not a not a Power Rangers villain suit. He was an actual bloody goblin. Bloody terrifying! Yeah. Oh, no, do full comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just do it. Just go with it Dude, at this and, stage. Ah, oh, oh, if we have J. Jonah Jameson in Spider Man Three, I don't see why we couldn't have Norman Osborn nope. back. Get him on board. Get him on board. Yeah. Get him on board. Look, Ben, what you're talking about there. When is that from? 1996? From the comic book Spider-Man Reign? No, 2006. 2006. 2006. Ben, that story was done two decades previous. In? Watchmen. Yes. Yes, the unintended consequences of Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. But it wasn't an unintended consequence of Dr. Manhattan, though. No. Well, there was a bit more cleverness to it, it wasn't it? It was a schnaky Osmanideus. Uh, Ozymandias. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd just like to take this moment to resign from the Michael Imagine with the Converse. Uh, what? Because <laughs> What's wrong with you? I can smell toast. It's called, <laughs> the podcast is called Moving Swiftly Along. It's been called Moving Swiftly Along for quite a while. All along. Um, You've been doing this podcast for 50 years. And I'm a ghost. <laughs> Tiny room is filled with dust. Yeah. Um, but anyway. So that got us thinking, Michael, yeah. about other unintended consequences um, that have come from superheroes. We've we've kind of had hints of this throughout the years, Michael, from yeah. various characters. Uh, some of them are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Some of them are awkward. Yeah. Um, and some of them you don't really want your parents in the room when they utter that sentence in the in the in the comic or in the or in the mm-hmm. movie. Uh, you brought up Mr. Fantastic. Well, the, Mr. Fantastic and his famously he you have to we, assume we should, he has uh, a stretchy penis. Just, just, oh. I was just about to do it. This may be not suitable for work for anyone that might listen to this with younger listeners. He's presumably got a big stretchy penis, isn't he? Well, the, that joke is made in... Um, th- that terrible joke is made in Fantastic Four 2 when him and Sue are having a bit of trouble. Go on. And he goes to a nightclub and gets drunk. Yeah. And Yoan Griffin, yeah. who played uh, Mr. Fantastic... Not a bad from, one. He's from Wales. He's from Wales. It's Yoan Griffith from Famous Wales. from Wales. Uh, I don't even know you. I have a big stretchy penis. <laughs> Um, oh, don't know what to do with it though. Um, he is in a nightclub, yeah, and he has a young lady come up to him and goes, "Does everything stretch?" And he's like, "Oh yes, oh yes." Um, and it says, "Whoa!" <laughs> it sneaks um, out the bottom of the trouser leg. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> he just pops up beside him. That'd I think we should switch to a bloody moving swiftly along podcast. Yeah, that'd be good though. That'd be a great name for this podcast if it wasn't a Taylor Swift podcast. Mm. Moving swiftly along. Moving swiftly along. Pan, do Michael? We could have done a much better job of naming this podcast oh, about yeah. hundred episodes. Whole bloody list of them. A whole bloody list of them. Michael and Benjamin's podcast just really isn't. It doesn't really showcase even, our creativity. You can't even say it for one thing. I think you just said Michael and Benjamin's podcast there. <laughs> Because you were thinking about the stretchy's long slipping out the bottom of the trouser leg. But the whole Fantastic Four, Ben. Michael, what is wrong with this podcast? Whole, I don't know what's gone wrong. It's a weird one. The whole Fantastic Four, I mean, the Thing's penis is obviously made of rocks as well. Wait, Ben, how does the Thing work? Is he a rocky exterior with fleshy inside or is he rocks? Is he just animated rocks? He's a rocky exterior with fleshy insides. Does he have fleshy insides? And that's what's so awkward about that character. If you punch the Thing hard enough, the yeah. rock falls off. Right. And what's under um, there? Flesh. Ugh. It's awful. Is it? It's awful. And one of the things you can look up, Michael, yeah. is a compilation of artists who have attempted to cover that over the years. Right. Um, where he gets such a beating, his rock hide um, falls, off. falls off. It makes no sense. 
as a character. Well, none of them make sense, Ben, realistically. N- no, I know. But in terms of like a cool character, why would you make him flesh underneath? Yeah, I don't know. I why thought, Why not just have him be rocks? I assumed he was all rocks, like Korg. I assumed he was cracked on the surface and solid rock underneath. Oh, um, but then how would he move? Uh, look, it's comic books, Michael. Yeah. How does he How does he bear living as a rocky exterior? Well, he barely does. Hide creature. That's his great crux his to bear. Great, his great crooks to bear. Um, cross to bear. What is wrong with this podcast? Other times, Michael. Yes. Um, there are other unusual consequences. Go I on. always remember, Michael, the conclusion to Justice League, the Bruce Timm series. Go on. Where he faces off against Darkseid. Yes. Um, and you see Superman unleash his full potential. Yeah. In some wonderful voice acting. Um, from the voice actor whose name I cannot recall. Um, but he says, I live in a world of paper. Mm. And now I can finally let loose. Does he say paper or cardboard? It could be either. I'm not sure. Um, but it's an interesting thing. And that always made me think, how difficult is it for Superman to exist alongside mm. the rest of us? Very bad. It must be awkward. Um, I always remember that. They covered that a little bit in the Christopher Reeve Superman films. Where he always has to pretend to be hurt mm-hmm. when something happens. He crushes his finger in a can opener, I think. And a car hits him at one point, And it just folds around him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has to be constantly aware to kind of behave as if he's a regular human being. And we see it again in um, Man of Steel in the first Superman movie. Where he can't really get into a bar fight. Yeah. Because if he does... Even if someone just, just hits flat. him... Even if someone just hits some full force, they're going to get hurt. So he has to roll with punches all the time mm-hmm. and be careful. Imagine sleeping with Superman. I bet I have many times. <laughs> um, what about the the classic Superman's baby? How Welcome many... back to Steal Me Away, how, uh, the Man of Steel podcast. Where uh, we make up how many how many times has Superman had a baby? Because currently in the CW series, Lois Lane is pregnant. What? Yeah, and they've what? gone. Yeah, Superman has impregnated Clark Taylor Cochin has impregnated Lois Lane in the CW series, and they've gone off to Kandar. Yeah, the Kandahar, the region in no, not Kandahar, the region in Afghanistan. Is that where Kandahar is? Mm -hmm. Uh, Kandahar, the bottle city of Krypton, where there's Kandak, isn't it? No, is it Kandahar? I'm pretty sure it's Kandahar. Kandor, Kandor, yeah, and or you put in your coffee when you don't want to use sugar. That's Kandarel, isn't it? (laughs) What are we talking about? If you want to unsubscribe, from <laughs> this is the episode to do it. And they go off to the bot- the city. I don't know the bottle city of Kandor. Yeah, uh, is is the city? Okay, that's a good way to remove Superman from your. Yeah, it's pretty good. Continuity from your show and let Supergirl shine a bit. But also, it brings on the whole thing of what. When does the Kryptonianness kick in? Is he, is one kick of that baby going to kick its way out? Well, that's been covered in other issues in slightly odd ways, Michael. Hit uh, us up, Ben. Your your. Dear, dearly beloved, Invincible from Image Comics. Mm-hmm. I say that sarcastically, but it is actually a great series and should be dearly beloved. It is bloody dearly um, beloved. The, the race there is the Viltrumites. Mm-hmm. Viltrumites? No, Viltrumites. Viltrumites. You were right the first time. And they are a mustached bearing. That's oddly prophetic of Justice League. Go on. <laughs> the oh. mustaches. Yeah, actually, it is. Um, oddly prophetic Superman. of that. But in this, the alien race are basically a. Fascist Kryptonian stand-in? Yeah, the difference being, of course, that unlike the Kryptonians, their powers do work on their home planet. Yeah, exactly. Everything, they're, it, they're buff all the time. Which is something about Kryptonians that didn't make any sense, really. Let's be honest. Yeah, this, this red sun, bullshit, yellow sun yeah, bullshit can, can go take a long walk offshore yeah. pier, Michael. I mean, they could have just moved to a different planet. But in have the, the technology. In the Viltrumite world, yeah. um, the baby is... The Viltrumite gene is recessive in the beginning and then kind of becomes a more dominant gene as it goes on. Basically, the Viltrumites are a writer's way of making more superheroes as and when you need them. Well, that's one clever trick that Robert Kirkman comes up with there is that he combines the Viltrumite DNA with a fast growing species. Mm -hmm. There's an insectoid species that has a much shorter lifespan. And the way that he does this is... When the Viltrumite, when they are younger, the gene is recessive. So they grow at the speed they would normally grow at. But the more they grow, the more dominant the Viltrumite gene becomes. And it slows down their aging process because that's how Viltrumite works. They're incredibly long-lived, Michael. They can live for centuries, so, if not millennia. So basically a Viltrumite can can do a sex. Can do a sex. They can do a sex on any species. That's definitely the terminology. We look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can do a sex on any species. Yes. And then they will produce a baby... 
that looks half Vultramite, half that species. Won't grow a moustache till later. Yes, but the baby will look half and half. Yes. So if they had one with an insect species that were purple, it would be a kind of insecty purple human baby thing. Mm. But then they grow like a normal child from the... Viltrumite point no, of view. From the, no, from the alien race point oh, of yeah, view. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, mer- they become more humanoid. No, they, on... no, they grow like the child of the, of the host race. Species. Yeah, Sorry, so yeah. Mark Grayson gr- aged like a human. Yeah. He was a normal human until he was about 16, and then he became a Viltrumite. And his, his brother, his half-brother, mm. Oliver? Oliver. Was a little weird purple baby who grew super fast. And stayed purple. And stayed purple. I don't think he ended up purple though, did he? Didn't he turn? No, he didn't he turn pretty Vilt- much purple the whole way through. Didn't think, he turn Viltramite at the end? I Maybe think he, he turned did. full Viltramite at the end. Okay, I thought. Maybe he did. I can't remember. To be honest, weird I thought, one. I thought he did, uh, because the Viltramite recessive, basically, a half Viltramite when they're an adult is a Viltramite. Yeah, and interestingly, like uh, one of the really interesting side consequences, I suppose, of being such a strong species, and one that's tackled really well in that series, is the masculine might makes right kind of ideology that permeates the entire society even the women even the women the women are given equal footing if you're stronger than a man then you have a higher position in mm-hmm. in thing um that culminates in a rather awkward arc though where um mark grayson is is raped by one of the viltrumite women yeah because he wants to have a closer to a purebred viltrumite baby he's stronger than most viltrumites um and that makes her very attracted to him and she does she beat him unconscious and then... Not quite him? unconscious. She straddles him or something and no. holds him down. She does beat him up though because she's an adult and he's 16. And there's, a, there's a bizarre arc where he has to come face to face with his rapist's child. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. Yeah. In terms of unintended consequences, I mean, that's one of the most fascinating ones in terms of ideology and unintended consequences of your ideology. She decides that he will bear, or he will give her a child that will be one of the strongest... Um, Viltrumites she watches that's seeded like early in the the issues as well like mm-hmm. she takes a keen interest in Mark Grayson from their first encounter um, where she says you hit harder than my second husband hey. that's impressive or something like that like the Viltrumite society is all about taking your punches mm-hmm. and when they come into contact with humans they get all soft and gooey and mushy yeah um, it's a weird thing. It takes the bloody edge off. This was a fucking great series. It is, isn't it? but the whole Viltrumite baby. There's a whole kind of creepy cuckoo thing going on as well. Of yeah, they use other species too because the Viltrumites have been wiped out by a virus. What's it called? I don't know. The Viltrumite wiping out virus. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> they're wiped out by that, and so they actually use other planets as, I suppose, breeding grounds? cuckoo's nests, breeding yeah. grounds, and cuckoo's nests. Yeah, yeah. gross. Um, Again, unintended consequences, guys. Jesus. Yeah, a bit gross. Yeah, don't what happens? Ben, speaking of a uh, thing, what happens when two mutants have a baby? We are the mutant race. <laughs> um, it depends. Yeah, Doesn't it? Get I mean, weird. it's a bit weird, isn't it? Uh, mutants are so poorly defined, though. They're basically magic mm-hmm. on occasion. Do you know what I mean? Reality warping can't be a genetic gift at any point. That doesn't make any sense. But we've got a couple in there that are, oh, well, you're a mutant and you can do this and you can do that. Um... I suppose the genetics of mutants are probably very poorly laid out. Do you have recessive genes? Do you have recessive mutant genes? It's a bit odd, isn't it? Is it a dominant gene? Is it not? Gene! Gene! (laughs) Um, What is it? A dominant gene, like when she was in the fetish wear. Yeah, when uh, bloody... Who's the famous guy? Chris? No. Claremont? Claremont. Yeah, Chris Claremont. Uh, Got his hands on them. Gene! Gene. (laughs) Sometimes, though, when mutants do a baby... They do a sex. They do a sex. And they... Again, definitely the right term. They have a baby or their partner has a baby or their victim, unfortunately, quite often has a baby. But sometimes they get the same superpower. Yeah, it's just passed on. It's like, oh, I'm telepathic because my dad was telepathic. Yeah. Or... (laughs) Doesn't um, make sense. I mean, so... Because it's a mutation, Michael. It's not supposed to be predictable. Well, no. Mutations are passed along genetically. Oh, are they? Well, real mutations are passed along genetically. That's the whole point, Benjamin. Well, you know, Michael, I have heterochromia. Oh, Which God. is a form of mutation. It's a very groovy mutation. It's a very baby. groovy mutation. <laughs> um, is that genetic? Does that come from your... One, did one of your parents have it? Nope. Neither of my parents and Nobody else in my family has it. Uh, not that you bloody... The postman has it. Postman That's all I'm saying. Look, Tom's a nice guy. He used to come in and chat with me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I go, he, had oh, that, he had that really like lost look in his eyes if I somehow belonged to him genetically. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a very poor thing. I'm only kidding. Yeah. Uh, I know you're my dad's great. <laughs> sometimes, Ben... 
like for example Sean Cassidy's daughter Teresa Cassidy Siren she's called Banshee now I think They've rebranded her, which makes sense because she's a bloody lady. She's a bloody lady. lady. Makes much more sense. Makes more sense. Um, But she got his powers almost exactly, maybe a bit higher, a bit stronger, a bit stronger. They they very often do a stronger, um, so that you can have Sean Cassidy go bigger, and my daughter stronger than I am. She's got more powers than I could have ever dreamt of having at all. I could have ever imagined. I could have look at ah. Ah, sure, it's better that she takes the mantle. She's better suited to it anyway. But then other times you have, yeah. like, the like I know Very that... strong ways. Yeah, well, you were bloody shouting about Bigara and Bagosh. Well, that's Some, what they do in the comic Sometimes comic. a bloody Magneto. Sometimes Magneto has a daughter and it's a Polaris. A Polaris. She a has weaker daughter? powers. A secret daughter. Yeah, but that was a retcon, wasn't it? You can't match me, girl. And then he'll meddle her. Charles. Charles. We've got to make rid of these humans. Charles, it's time to put aside these foolish differences and wipe them out. Yeah. Or you could just do the bloody Fassbender one and go, I'll tell you what, lads, we'll get rid of all these humans and just have all the mutants. Beautiful. (laughs) Grant. Grant. (laughs) The indignity. but, But sometimes, then he has other children and they don't have any magnet powers. What's going on? What do you Those get? Those are the children he doesn't look at. Well, it's implied in certain comics that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are actually the product of an affair. Yeah, but look, Ben. And other times it's implied that he has children with um, mortal women, like in X-Men Days of Future Past, where mm-hmm. Quicksilver is a bloody one-night stand baby. But look, the, 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 the backstory of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch aren't really worth getting into because they have changed so many times because of legal wrangles. Wrestling, yeah, legal so wrestling, like uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. But I suppose at least the same point of if your parents are both mutants, what powers do you bloody get? It doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Mongo. And then there are mutant mutants. Like what par- mutant mutants? two parents have a baby, and the baby has powers nothing to do with either of them. It's a mutation. Like Frank just Richards. to have the X gene. Did did Franklin Richards just happen to have the X gene or did he become the most powerful creature in existence well, the first because his dad has a stretchy willy? His, bl- <laughs> his first two parents are Cosmic Ray kids. They're not... They, his first two parents? His first two parents. You got a second set. It's a whole thing. Uh, his, his parents... I was about to say his first two parents again. His parents have Cosmic Ray abilities and then all of a sudden he's a bloody mutant. He's a mutant, but not only a mutant, he's the most powerful mutant who's ever existed. Which doesn't make any sense. Why? Do, because his dad has a stretchy willy and his man can turn invisible. I call bollocks. What's going on? Ash, look, listen. Uh, mutants are weird, Michael. Mutants, mutants are, are weird. Mutants are bloody weird, Ben. Plus, Hill. it depends on whether or not the bloody Marvel Universe wants to keep them in it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Where ben, the rights lie. In the world of Harry Potter, what happens when wizards have children? Well, that re- that, that, that's probably the darkest side of all Harry Potterdom. Is the race politics Well the whole Nazis thing as well It's a very thinly veiled Nazi allegory Mm -hmm. Fair enough But you have mudbloods You have squibs You have uh, halfbloods You have pure They don't call them pure bloods They just call them wizards They just call them wizards Mm. And there's a whole race politics thing to that For example Hermione Granger Fan favourite Hermione Granger Has two more muggle parents It's Wingardium Leviosa Wingardium Leviosa Not Leviosa um, she has two ben, muggle parents what's a bloody muggle I don't know a muggle is a non magic individual right um, which again is probably racism a little bit yeah wizards call them muggles they're yeah. humans and they live humans. they separate them off into another world yeah they keep them hidden because muggles are too stupid yeah um, very often pointed out that muggles are too stupid to understand magic so which is very racist let's say of two muggles Ben yeah me and uh Noted singer-songwriter Taylor Swift had a child. Yeah. And that child was born into the wizarding world. How did... Is that what happened with Hermione Granger? They have to tell the parents then that their daughter's a bloody wizard. How did they find out? I'm assuming an owl delivers a letter. A bloody owl. Just comes in, he's like, whoo <laughs> Very excited owl. Are the parents <laughs> of this young lady. Um, and then they tell them. But she removes their memory. Who does? Uh, Hermione Granger in book six or seven. She removes her parents' memory. She removes memory her parents to keep them safe. Of her? Of her. She erases every trace of herself from their lives. Really? Very strange. Very noble. Um, because she doesn't want them to worry about her while she's off running away from Voldemort. If every teenager could do that, they would. I would. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the race politics becomes even more complicated because it turns out that Voldemort is mm-hmm. half-blood. Um 
And that's a really strange thing because he's the purest, purest of all, yeah. um, of all muggles or of all wizards. And it turns out that he actually had a mortal father. But that's a Hitler allegory, isn't it? Because Hitler wasn't as Aryan. First of all, he was Austrian. Yeah. And not actually part of the great German race that he claimed to be on about. He creates a fictional history. Um, but he picks all that up from who's the who's the baddie who's Jenny Dad play? Grindelwald. Johnny Depp. Johnny, oh yeah, Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Amber Heard. Uh, yeah, it turns out as it turns out, fuck's sake, it's hard to keep up with scandals, isn't it? Um and Grindelwald is a much more effective Hitler allegory, I think, than Voldemort ever was. Um we definitely see that in the second movie. I think Johnny Depp was my favourite thing about the second um Harry uh, the second Fantastic Beast movie. The Fantastic Beast movie definitely leans way more into the political allegory and the the race allegory that we saw in Harry Potter. In Harry Potter, it's just like, oh, muggles are so silly and so thick. Yeah. Um, but in this one, it's like, muggles are bloody dangerous. They're the they worst. Need Look to at be the bombs out. Look, people love the world of Harry Potter. They do. They they bloody love the wizarding world, Ben. Yeah. And they shouldn't though. Well, it's weird. Th- but the wizarding world only... We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The wizarding yeah. world only works if you focus on a very small part of it, like a wizarding school. That's why things like Pottermore, J.K. Rowling's bloody little fanfic project that she has on the side, is ruining it very slowly. Is everyone secretly something else? Yeah, she keeps adding to it. It's like, but it turns out, yeah. what a twist. And everyone's like, look, J.K. Rowling, you have more money than the Vatican. Chill the fuck out. I don't think she does. I think she does. Does she? I think she does. Does she, she sell more, more than the Queen? Of England mm. She's got more money than the Queen of England I don't think the Queen of England is terribly wealthy Probably not anymore No, no I don't think no. she's mad wealthy God rest the empire oh. Do you want to wrap it up? <gasps> uh, yeah, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen What are some of the unintended consequences? What are the things that keep you up at night When you think about superhero powers and their unintended consequences? Um, did we get it right? Is that how you Do you do a sex? Are we correct? <laughs> uh, let us know down below um, if that's how it works Could what? Superman do a sex With Wonder Woman If he wanted uh, And move mountains That's occasionally implied In certain comic books mm-hmm. um, It really makes more sense when you think The Bloody it. Boys Had a good example The Bloody Boys the comic Yeah Bloody Irradiated Babies, babies. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get onto that but We ran out of time Michael As we often do On this podcast mm. What do you think What did you think Will you be going To see the Joker uh, Will you be packing yeah. heat To defend yourself When no, you go I to hope see not. the Joker I'm... Don't do that guys Um do you think we'll be putting a watch list for saying packing heat and yeah. Joker in the same podcast? I'll be bringing knuckles and chuckles. Knuckles and chuckles just to wipe out any. There's no bloody no bloody sheltering in place for you, Michael. Oh, no, um, I'd run. <laughs> I'd, I'd be gone. Self-preservation. I'd yeah. be gone. Good lady friend over the shoulder and out the door. Uh, <laughs> Tell them about our other podcast, man. Uh, this week, if you haven't had enough Michael and Benjamin for one, uh, for one session, you can listen to our second podcast, Collecting Issues. We'll be out this Wednesday. We'll be taking a look at Andrew McLean's Headlopper, um, which is a barbarian epic um, in a chunky, chunky volume. Um, also, we are on shomerbug.com, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-A-G.com. Means tiny room in Irish. Means tiny room in Irish. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Instagram. We are on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, give us now a like and subscribe. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a review. Give us now a review. It's very good for us. And if you listen to us on Spotify, give us now a follow. Give us now a follow. Can you follow us on Spotify? You can follow us on Spotify. So you never Spotify. miss an episode follow us on um, Spotify take a look as always we're looking for new topics new ideas so send them into us if there's anything you'd like to see covered in a pop culture context give us a shout yeah. that's it from us this week ladies and gentlemen Bye-bye. bye 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 you don't press stop I press stop sorry <laughs> <laughs>